Hello, everybody. Welcome to At the End of the Day. This is your hostess, Joanna Wilson. I know you all been waiting to hear from me. It's been a while. And um, as I said before, sometimes I have to take the off. And I didn't mean for it to happen like that at all. But keep me in your prayers. I am here today, and I'm hoping that everybody will tune in. I'm not on my broadcasting time, the usual one, because I'm have to. I'm going to change that because I need to do it in the daytime and not in the evening. It just works out better for me for who I am. I'm a daytime person. Anybody who knows me knows that has not changed for many years without even mentioning my age, but I'm just saying. That is important to me, but excuse me, I'd like to just get back on point. I'm still talking about um, children. That's just something that I'm interested in, strong about. I notice that I can just be looking at television and I see a baby on the screen and I just melt. Or I see lessons or anything like that. Uh, You know, it's lessons with children or even on Facebook when I see the adorable children of friends that I know you ought to see the smile on my face I mean if I think I'll just start taking a picture of myself and showing how much I smile because of something I see on uh, social media you know Facebook concerning the, the, the families that I have uh, in my life with their children it's just so beautiful and wonderful and I feel God does the same thing when he sees that uh, just the growth that the parents are making, the efforts they're making to love and adore their children, to have them, to bring them up, teach them, and as, and, and as well the opposite, when he sees that there are bad things going on with the children, happening to the children, he does not smile at that. That makes him cry. Uh, there's a song that comes to my mind where the verses are, you know, I want to know you, God. I want to know what makes you laugh, what makes you smile, what makes you cry. And, uh, yeah, there's, you know, God is a spirit, and he made us just like him. And if this is something you don't believe, you're listening to my podcast, hey, maybe when this time, when, it, when I'm done, maybe you'll start believing. I mean, we bring identity to God, and he, he brings it to us it's right there in the Bible. And it's right all in front of our face every day through what we see, what, what, what is created. Uh, there's so many signs that let us know what God is like. And just if you pick out one thing that has been created and do a study of that thing and like you'll find purpose, you'll find the, the um, identity of it, how it's, how it's, the the whole functioning of the life of that thing. Um, And that's living things I'm talking about. You will see there's there's just no way that you can't see the creator God there. So even as we take a look at children, how children come into being, let's go all the way back from what we know, how the story goes. And there is a story because it's his story. It's his story. Story, creating Adam and Eve. He didn't have anything on his mind, but oh, wow, you ought to get a business. 
Uh, you ought to, you know, really just, um, you know, do all the first ones here. Man, you can have, uh, you can have your say with, uh, you know, starting your own industry, uh, getting your own business. It's the time. No, he said multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. And what's going to happen? It's going to happen through men, human beings on the earth. And it's going to happen by a teaching about him, the creator God. And you know how the story goes, that they were tempted to think that they could do that without him. And as we go on, this is the entrance into the whole fulfillment of what God had planned to not be stumped by what happened, but to tell us he has a resolve and a plan. So bearing children was on God's mind in the very first place. And so this is one of the things that I wanted to point out is when when you have when when a when a husband and wife, man and woman have a child, uh, even before that, it's good to find out how they agree on what they think about bearing children. Where do they get their information from? Where do they speak and solidify what they agree on, the husband and wife, the man and woman? Um, what will they agree on in bringing a child into the world. I mean, I could imagine what um, the discussion could be like today. I mean, this very day. You know, with all the things that are happening in the world that has happened in the world, um, their own experiences they share, their own knowledge of what they know about um people in their lives or what they understand to have known about people in the world, what comes to our news, you know, about what happens with children, what has happened, what a person has done to a child. Um, those things are discussed, I'm sure. And they make decisions and I, I'm, I'm sure there's many decisions. There's at least a few. I know at least there's two decisions that they would make. To have them or not to have them. Then they have their reasoning for why to have them and not to have them. But um, there's nothing that is new and there's not anything that only one human being will experience. Our experiences are common. Um, they're common experiences. They're common knowledge of what could happen with a woman bearing a child or what happens between a husband and wife. You know, there's loss. We understand loss. We understand successes. We understand sicknesses. And we understand these things that could happen to a child. And it could happen to adults. But however, the discussion is made. They talk about it. Uh, how many? What will they do? And how will they stand on that? Which I think is, is a good thing. All that to say is that we realize we want to come to the same Point of what we understand about having children, building a family or not. Will that be the building of the family establishing? So here I want to share with the scripture with a few I shared before. I know it's been a while, but um, there, here's the basis to my conversation is that um, in the Bible, Psalms 127 and verse 3, it states that children are a heritage of the Lord. 
from the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. I'm not sure that I really talked about these definitions of words that I noted. I thought were very important to bring out. So I did look up the word um, reward. I did look that up in a uh, definition book of, you know, which, which was, what was originally meant to be um, as the understanding of that scripture before they put it in the English language. And so that word reward really is meaning a benefit, a benefit. And I think that sometimes we as parents don't see our children as benefits, but there is a point that we do bring them, bring them in and consider them as a benefit because we get a benefit on our taxes, right? Everybody remembers that. Everybody knows that who have had children. We know when it comes tax time, we want to see what kind of benefit am I getting for adding to the earth? What are we doing when we have children? We're committing them to society. We're committing them to be an asset in life. We're committing to teach them to be, to do, to um, enhance their life, to enhance the earth. Uh, with their being. Oh, yeah. Yep, exactly. That's what we're doing. And isn't that fun? Isn't that something that's that's very revelatory that that would be the main meaning that was originally in the Hebrew scripture, the understanding of it. So we call it fruit. Now, one of the things that, that is described as fruit, the fruit of the womb is his reward. The fruitfulness, the fruit, the seeds. We have seeds in us. I mean, some most a lot of times, what the male carry in his uh, reproductive uh, organs, and what the women carry in her reproductive organs are seeds. We consider them as seeds. So when those two seeds get together, their fruit it establishes or creates a human being. It creates a child. And it's funny that. Um, we, as our in our society, has come to the place where the argument is when that actually becomes what they want to call a living being. It's alive when the two seeds come together. How can it not be alive as it produces and grows? So it's just one of those strategies that um, are established in my faith, according to what I believe. It's just a strategy to destroy, the strategy to not to to not acknowledge. The benefit to not acknowledge the reward to not acknowledge heritage. Oh my goodness! And what are we having today in our courts now? We've gotten so far in society that we want to even argue the point or the acknowledgement of different family titles. That's just destroying the heritage right there in our face. It's just it's something that we really we've come far and we think that. What we've already come through, now this is, I'm talking January 2021, and how far we've come, we just finished the election at the end of 2020, and all the struggle there was to respect the, the election, all the struggle there was to, uh, you know, to go on and still stand up for democracy in our nation of America, uh, we, we come through all that, and still we have the point of, we don't even know what we want to stand on with heritage, with bearing children, building families, 
so much has gone that we still need to redirect ourselves as a nation, as a people, as just human beings. We've all been created by God. Every nation, every tribe, every people, so much that God has that stated coming to the end of this uh, dispensation of living, this dispensation of life. That's what it's really called. It's not going to be the, the end is a big, dramatic ending, according to God's work. But let's get back on point. Not that I was off point, but I want to just direct it to this. We are living trees. That's what I, I've been speaking. It just, that, it, this is revelatory to me. Every human being, we're living trees, so to speak. See yourself as just a living tree. You have fruit. You have leaves. You have growth. You're steady, founded, and and uh uh, established in the ground and something at the root of where you where you're getting your nutrition from everything you are to live and grow you're getting it from somewhere and then it's up to you as a tree where you're going to drink from it's up to you where you're going to be planted i mean trees are movable they get moved all the time and so spiritually speaking you, if you uproot yourself from the things that are good, then that, that is going to affect you as a tree. It's going to affect your seeds, your fruit. Every tree has a seed within itself. And so that's going to be affecting your life. It's going to be affecting your life as a tree. It's going to be affecting your fruit, your fruitfulness. And so with that, how can we be, where will we be on point with what God wants to do through our life, through how he created us to reproduce? How are we going to fulfill the very thing that he's empowered us to do, to germinate, hmm? to germinate, to bring forth fruit? Even in old age, we know the stories, there's been at least there's been at least two, maybe three. I'm thinking Sarah and Abraham. I'm thinking Zachariah and Elizabeth. And then I'm thinking Hannah. So there's a these are real names of people in the Bible um, where the story is told of their life and what God did to bring forth what he was ending up doing to bring forth lineage, heritage. And uh, that's how much is important to God. See, we all are important to God. And we all can see that importance if we call upon him. And I think, as a matter of fact, I know, I strongly believe that we get distracted and we have the doubts and we settle with that and we never trust to call him, to call his name, to ask. Because there's laws that are set for all of us as human beings. Here's one of them. You shall reap what you sow. But here's one that's really important. This law, these, these four established laws or rules or um, information, let, let information play. Here they are. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Uh, there's three. 
I was thinking four, but it's only three. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. So, and then the other one that is actually four, but it wasn't all together with that one scripture verse. But however it is, there is something that we can't get around. What we sow, we shall reap. What seeds we sow, we shall reap. And that's why it's so very important for us as living trees or us as even parents or adults. It's important for where we root ourselves. Where we, we, what will we connect ourselves to that'll be our founding strength and the very roots of what we grow from and extend ourselves from? Where are we going to get that? What will we call the very thing that is going to be nutrition for us? as living beings who have been created after God's image. And this tree um, analogy is just, you know, something that gives you a picture of your existence. It gives you a picture of the power of your being. So let's go on. We're still talking about children, the whys and the where from. Where did this image or this uh idea come from came from god heritage heritage is something inherited we inherit children the heritage hereditary meaning descending descending by inheritance so there is something that will come from us descending from us and it's just as we have descended from our ancestors. As there was ascending before us, we are descending from, from that. And so then it goes on as we agree with the idea of multiplying and um, producing. Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful, be full of fruit. So I just want to speak on my behalf here. I know that before I thought to be committed to God, turn to him for living, for life, um, when the idea crossed me, came to me, um, a person giving me this idea that God has is right there in his word. I didn't um, refer to that ever in my life. But then it came to a point in my life that I needed I needed something to attach my to myself to as for life, as for living, because I was getting my information from deadly sources. I didn't know this at the time. Just something that you think you have a right to do. You have a right to, we as human, as human beings, we have a right. Of course we do. We do have these rights to be free. God made us free. He's free. He made us just like he is. He made us in his image. However, he knows more than we do. He knows more that he knows that the creator or the manufacturer of a thing is the only thing, the only person, the only entity that knows how to keep this thing going that he's created, that he's invented. That it's you see what I'm saying? If we see it all the time, we do it in we do it right here in the earth all the time. We buy it, we buy a machine. We know that we can only go to that instruction manual to see what the person who made that machine, what to do to keep that machine going. We do it every day. We do it all the time, especially in technology today. What is it? 
It's just that we we know so much that the function of that thing is going to work according to what the inventor said or did. When it comes down to reading the terms and conditions, most of us don't. I know I don't. I've learned that, that that's not the thing to do. Reading terms and conditions. Like, why? Because you know you need that thing so desperately. You're going to go with whatever that terms and conditions says. I agree. Cling. And you get that thing to work it for you. So why don't we do that with God? Why don't we turn, knowing that we need him, maybe we don't know, but we know that we need what he has. We know we need peace, acceptance. We need love. We need forgiveness. We need to know that somewhere we're going to have something that is an eternal promise. Something we walk away with when it's all over. We know that. But we don't accept the terms and conditions. What is the terms and conditions for being with God forever? If you would believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and he's been raised from the dead. It's right there in Romans 10 and 9 and 10. If you would believe that and just say that with your mouth to him, say that, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you shall be delivered from the thing that Adam ensued on all of mankind. And so it does come with understanding. It does come with seeking and searching. This is, this is not something that you should just, okay, accept the terms of the district. You should really seek it so you can find it. You should really knock on these doors for information and knowledge so that it will be opened up to you. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. So we'll know going back to the children, this is what I had to, I had to discover this. I was far away from God concerning children, and I knew I loved children. I was in the choir when I was a teen, and there was this young girl. She was one of the youngest in the choir. So we're about 20 years difference in age. I was a teenager, and at the time, and I don't know if it's 20 years, let me see. Maybe it's about 10, 10 years difference in um, our age. And so, but she was just such a cutie. When I did get pregnant and bore my and was having my child, and I was not married at the time, and I thought I was going to name her after her, my baby, if it was a girl. I didn't know nothing, you know, those days, and, uh, those days, well, whatever. But they weren't telling you the sex of a child, you know, I guess, unless you have a whole lot of money, but anyhow, it wasn't they weren't telling me. But so all that to say, I knew I had a heart for children, and it spelled out in my life that I had a heart for children. Teach, I ended up teaching children and writing plans of lesson plans for children. Just things were happening with me that would have my heart towards the benefit for children, for them to be benefited with teaching, benefited with knowledge, and cared for, watched over. And that didn't happen until I met the Lord. That didn't happen until I gave my my um, my right of learning to him. That didn't happen until I decided that I was going to trust him for life, for living. His ideas, what he had to say about it, and the only source I had. Well, one of the best sources I had was the Bible. 
So with all that to say, um, I think that my time, I don't want to hold you all too long. And um, I want to continue on with uh, this on another podcast. Let me just take a break right now for my sponsor, okay? I'll be back in a minute. Hello, hello, I am back again, and um, just to close up, actually, because this is the episode of Why Children, how about that? Mm-hmm. Um, so we already discussed some, you know, the main scripture that I was talking about, which was, was Psalms 127 and uh, verse 3 and 4, uh, let me see, make sure it's the right one that I'm saying. Um, three verses three through five, actually. Okay, and um, so I wanted just to. There's really a lot that I have uh, imparted, and I really wanted to um, say everything that I did say, and hopefully this will be encouragement for you know for somebody. Tell your friends, tell your children, tell your friends' children. Get others to listen to this podcast and so they'll be expecting to come back and hear the next podcast. Because I'm staying on this. I think this is so vitally important. Um, and I just want to have expressed what it would be, uh, what has been the benefit for me. There's a lot coming. And I want you all to stay with me throughout this because there will be some things that I talk about that I know most people don't talk about, okay? So um, the only way you're going to know what that is is you stay with me. Um, I'm going to try my best through whatever struggles I go through that I stay on point and come back regularly, recording it at least so that you'll have these things that you can turn to, okay? Um, And uh, so what I'm doing is recording um, it'll be daytime hours, whereas before I was picking Friday in the evening, and it still may be just Friday, but I know I will work on and intend intend on having a fresh podcast for you by Friday weekly, okay? So uh, pray for me if you're a prayer, uh, think great thoughts if you're a thinker, and so I want to just, uh, you know, share that with you and be on point with that, okay? So, may God's blessings be with you, and I hope that you all will be fruitful in what you do, and I pray that your intentions will be that there will be life from every aspect of your actions in life, okay? All right, then. See you next time. At the end of the day, make sure you do what you really have in your heart to do that will be the benefit for someone else. Okay? Not a distraction for someone else, not something that you have just for you. But do you want that your answers will be um, full of life for someone else, a benefit for someone else? And uh, that may mean that may mean forgiving that person. It may mean overlooking a fault. It may mean just to encourage someone who may be down. Um, 
you take a look at it, and at the end of the day, at the end of the situation, at the end of this relationship, at the end of that job, at the end of your traveling while you're on vacation, at the end of this COVID-19, how about that? At the end of the day, what have I done to make life better for someone else? Okay? Let's talk about it the next podcast. See ya. Thank you for joining me. And call somebody. Give them the access to this podcast. Thank you.